The Book Thingo podcast is a lively discussion about romance books, culture, and fangirls. This is episode 30, featuring romance events happening in Australia in 2017. Book Thingo would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this episode was produced and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and future. Welcome to the Book Thingo podcast, talking about books we love, especially romance, kill a fairy fast on the Book Thingo podcast. Welcome back to the Book Thingo podcast. I'm Kat Mayo from bookthingo.com.au, an Aussie blog for romance readers. When Bookthingo started in 2008, there were no events in Australia for romance readers to meet their favourite authors. Well, times have definitely changed. This year we have at least four romance events happening across the country, and I was fortunate enough to interview organisers from two of these events. You can find information on all the events, authors and books we talk about in this episode by going to bookthingo.com.au slash podcast and clicking on episode number 30. This first interview is with Diane Robson, treasurer of the Australian Romance Readers Association and one of the organisers for the Australian Romance Readers Convention. ARC stands for Australian Romance Readers Convention. It's on the 25th and 26th of February 2017 and it will be at the Ridges Melbourne on Elizabeth Street. So the keynotes are Kylie Scott, Kristen Callahan, and Courtney Milan. Is this the first time that you've been involved in something like this? This is my first time doing anything like this for the convention. I've only been an RA member for a couple of years, but the ARCs have been going since 2009. I discovered ARA when I met with Maggie Nash, just a coincidence that we, we met. She explained what ARA was. She was a founding member of ARA and I went, okay, that sounds great. So I thought, okay, I'll join. And then I think it must have been about 12 months later, the current treasurer at that time didn't renominate. So I put my name forward. As I say, the rest is history. So what made you decide, so is it because that you're part of the executive committee that you're also helping to organise the convention? Because I'm the treasurer. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the roles overlap. So is it difficult to do that while you're in Sydney and the convention's in Melbourne? I'm doing more the financial part of it, getting the invoices, getting them paid. I am doing a little bit on the other, some organising, but yeah, that part is just easy for me because I can just say, okay, yes, I approve that. If they ask a question about what do you think of whatever they've got going, like I say yes or no. Okay, and let me put my point across. So yeah, it's all, and it's all done via email or Skype. Have you attended a convention yourself? No, I'd be a newbie. Oh, so <laughs> this is your first one. So yeah. what are you looking forward to in this convention? Just meeting other romance readers. Yeah, and I suppose being my first one and being on the organising committee too, I think that's going to be probably a little bit different as well, being on the other side, not necessarily participating in everything as well. Now, ARA runs some sort of smaller events in the different capital cities. Have you yeah. met up with some of the ARA members since joining? Occasionally I'll go to the Romance Readers Lunch at Darling Harbour. They have that once a month. I think it's the second Sunday of the month. So, yeah, I don't go to everyone, but I try and make at least a few so obviously I'm on the executive committee so I like to make my presence 
just so that people know that yeah someone on the executive committee is attending so what are some of the events that you're looking forward to attending like the panels and the special events you we're doing a screening of the documentary love between the covers so i've heard a bit about it i've seen a bit on the net about um the documentary about romance between the authors and readers and and how it's i presume how people see it i'm I haven't seen it either, yeah. so that's one of the events that I'm going to. Yeah, so yeah, I'd like to, to see that. If I can, I'd like to just like pop in and have a look at a couple of panels and, and see like what sort of conversations are going on. What about the authors who are attending the convention? Are there any specific authors that you are dying to meet? I mean, I know we want to meet all of them, <laughs> but for every reader there's always, you know, two or three that just you'll die if you don't yeah. need them. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot about Kristen Callahan. Um, I haven't actually read any of her. I've got some on my to-be-read list, um, like everybody else probably. But yeah, so I wouldn't mind getting the chance to meet her. I've met uh, quite a few of the authors that are attending. We have nearly 80 authors attending. So I've met quite a few of them. But yeah, being on the organising committee too, I probably won't get a chance to meet everybody. What kinds of romances do you enjoy? Myself personally? I enjoy mainly contemporary, but more the erotic side. So and more the hotter, the better. <laughs> have you been reading romance long? No. I'm one of those people that started from Fifty Shades 50? of Grey. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's really exciting because yeah. when Ara started, I think that might have been prior to Fifty Shades yeah. coming out. So a lot of the original members would have been people who found romance prior. So yeah. it's really great to, to know that we have new members coming yeah. in from that. I call them the new generation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so, oh, well, you missed Sylvia Day. She was in yeah. the previous one. I was hoping to go to the Canberra convention, but my daughter was pregnant at the time and she her, her baby was due. Yeah, so that wasn't going to that wasn't <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> um, so who are your favorite authors at the moment? Well, whose books do you enjoy reading and you have to buy it as soon as it, it comes out? I'm more of an indie author person. Okay. So, um I yeah, there's quite a few Australian and overseas authors that are on my like go-to list so talk a little bit about the Australian authors because there are just so many romances published and especially so many independent authors now yeah. that it's really hard to find like it's really hard to keep track of newer authors and newer books yeah. so I'm always curious to get recommendations <laughs> when people actually read them okay so my favorite Aussie authors would be Casey Milstead and what does she write? Uh, she writes contemporary erotic cowboy. Then she has a few standalones that are a little bit different, but she mainly Aussie cowboys. Okay. Yeah, they're based in um, a Northern Territory area. Nina Levine, who writes MC books. Motorcycle Club. For those yes, sorry. Who, uh, yeah. Don't know the lingo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and hers are actually Aussie motorcycle clubs. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. She's based in Sydney and Brisbane. Her, her books are. At but the not bikey gangs? Not quite, but yeah, in a motorcycle club right. sort of thing, yeah. Also, River Savage, she writes um, MC as well. Oh, Rachel Brooks, she writes Contemporary. There are quite a few others, but just off the top of my head. <laughs> it's, a hard, it's, yeah. a hard it's a trick question. Yeah. Um, are any of those authors going to be at the convention? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I, it's really interesting to... Um, to think about how many authors there are, how many readers there are in Australia, and how actually how difficult it is to get them together. Yeah. Um, it's not really very easy, is no, it? No, no. So um, 
have you enjoyed being an R member? I have. Yeah, okay. it's quite enjoyable, and like everybody has different tastes. Um, what you read is not necessarily what somebody else reads, but when we have our awards, like our nominations that we've had this year, you can see, okay, yeah, some people have read other books that I have read as well. Yeah, and so what's your main, what's the main channel that you use to communicate with other romance readers? Are you mostly email, Facebook, Twitter? Facebook. I use Facebook quite a lot. Yeah. Do you run the Facebook group? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we have a romance called Australian Romance Readers. Um, yeah, we have a Facebook group that, yeah, we could chat Day, practically daily on because there, that's but... um that's taken off yeah um quite a bit in the past year year and a half i think yeah. our uh, um, renewed focus on the facebook that's, channel yeah um and i so i follow it because i'm an i remember yeah. and um it pops up on my feed quite a lot and some of the stuff that <laughs> gets talked about there is quite interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's quite varied <laughs> do you read outside of contemporary and sexy romance do you read the paranormals the historicals i'll, I'll read i've read a couple of historicals but paranormal is not really my thing or dystopian or sci-fi yeah i prefer more the contemporary sort of the, issues um, yeah. here and now yeah that's it do you yeah. have a preference between city and country no as long as the the book you can get into the book you can follow the heroine the hero they've got a good storyline the author can keep you interested that that's what i'm after um, and finally, why do you think readers should come along to the Australian Romance Readers Convention? To meet other readers and authors, um, talk about romance, get to know each other. You never know who you can meet. You might meet your favourite author. My next interview is with Penny Rudge, co-founder of Fictionally Yours Melbourne. This is a relatively new event, but reader support has been phenomenal, and I'm so excited to see how FYM will develop over the coming years. My name is Penny Rudge. I have been working on Fictionally Yours now for, I'd say, about a year and a half before the first event. And the first event was in 2015? 2015, yeah. I went to a signing in Camberwell, Victoria, uh, to meet Abby Glantz. And I remember standing in that line and thinking that there was definitely a market in Victoria for a big-scale author signing. So that's how it started. I met Simone in this line. She's one of the original event coordinators on the team. And we talked about it and decided that we'd just throw it out there and see if anyone was interested. And we invited a few international authors, and as soon as they agreed we decided that yeah we're definitely going to do it so how exciting was that to invite sort of I guess I, I'm assuming you invited authors that you really loved yeah and then to get a response back from them to say yeah we're coming it was actually a real shock because they're taking such a gamble you know it, you're flying all the way to Australia to attend a signing held by girls who they don't know um, you know and it is a risky move for them but I like to think that we proved ourselves in 2015 and, and that's that would be why for 2017 the wait list was 350 authors long. So 2015 was the first event. Yes. That, from all accounts, that was really successful. It was. And I think it's proven by your results in 2017 because you released the tickets only recently and tell us how quickly <laughs> they sold. So we put the tickets on sale at noon and by 5pm every ticket was sold out. So... The fangirl tickets actually sold out instantly, so you, that just means somebody, there was, at that moment, there were 50 or 100 ladies waiting 
with them, clicked it straight away and it was gone. And I'll be honest, I, I cried a lot that day. It's really, really overwhelming to see all that hard work that you put into something and then just bang, that's it, they're gone. I, I remember counting down the ticket sales for the... We never, ever expected the two-day tickets to sell that fast, ever, in our wildest dreams. Did you look at the system and go, something wrong? Yeah, I did. I, I honestly was watching and refreshing, and it was saying 70 left, 50 left. And I was like, what, what is going on? And I, I, we put up a post in the fan page saying, these are selling out today. You guys need to get on this. Yeah, I remember. I, saw, I think I saw it on Twitter, and yeah. then by the time I even checked you know, it had gone <laughs> yeah they just they were so popular and it's it was really humbling for us it was really exciting i just you just don't expect that in melbourne so why do you think it was so popular with readers the lineup is definitely our it's, it's obviously our biggest our biggest feature and i believe melbourne as a city i am a melbourne girl as is tina and we just love this city with a, a passion that you, you can't just, it's not something that you can make up. This is like a real love for this city and, and we channel it into the event and we make people not only want to come to Fictionally Yours but we make them want to see this city and we want to show it off. Given that Melbourne has a big focus on arts and in particular the, the literary arts, is your event plugged into that literary community in Melbourne? It um, is. Because romance yeah. isn't usually uh, part of these discussions, right? No. So basically the boss of the city of literature is David, and David is my mentor. I approached him before 2015, and I told him, because even for 2015, our tickets sold out at least eight months prior. Because who was um, who were some of the international authors in 2015? Like, name the ones that I'm probably going to know, and I'm so, mostly traditionally published with some indie sort of yeah. knowledge. So we had Abby Glines and Pepper Winters, uh, Sorry, Jay Cronover. 2017 or 2015? 2015. 2015. Yeah. And Lisa Raven, I think you said. She was there. She was yeah. even there. I think you mentioned um, that you had invited her even before. Sort before of she took off. Because Tina, Tina Gebhardt, my um, partner in crime, we, she's got this knack for finding hidden talent and she had heard whispers and had gotten advice like people had been telling her and she said to me I think I think we need to sign her I think we need to put her on the list and invite her because she's about to release a book that is going to be very popular and sure enough it was a it was a great gamble on our part so um curation is a big part of making an event like this successful um I'm assuming that Tina is really plugged into the indie community because um my my impression of the indie community is that you know to be able to pick out talent like that you've got to be yeah know, it's really difficult to be an outsider and start yeah. finding hidden gems exactly tina is an author and she attends signings all over the world every year so she meets people she really is involved heavily in the the indie community and she just has a knack for it so you yeah. mentioned David, who was your mentor. So tell us a little bit more about what kind of support you got from the Melbourne Literary Community. So David actually started the Writers' Festival. And I believe he started it in Perth. Then he came down to Melbourne and began working for the City of Literature. And 
He has been an incredible support for me. He's directed me to the business manager of the city of Melbourne. The exciting part for me was meeting her and her saying to me, this is the best event I've heard of in a long time. We're not only bringing a lot of people that aren't from Melbourne to our city, but opening up people's minds, really. When people don't take romance as seriously as they should, well, we sold out our tickets in five hours. That's 500 tickets plus 100 VIP. What other signing event does that? So I think for David as well, when I say to him, it's romance, when I try to... And he says, do not make any excuses. Don't explain yourself to anyone. This is a huge, huge market and it needs to be mainstream basically I mean we need Represented people yeah we need yeah and he knows the the things that I need as a mentor he understands what I need from him if you had to describe fictionally yours Melbourne in three words what would they be fun we like to keep the event really happy and fun and um, encourage people to meet new friends basically we have a lot of people that travel alone and they have such a great time because what we say, and we always say this, you, you're you standing in line to see an author and those people in that line with you have one big thing in common with you. They love to read and they love this author. So so being in the line is part of the event. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. Like, it, Yeah, they might be long at times, but you can talk to the people around you. you your next best book friend could be there. And, yeah, we just we encourage people to just get out and have a chat and just talk to a stranger you know in the line and talk to whoever and make it fun from the get-go yeah you're in a line but don't worry you're going to get in there and you're going to make a friend and that's that's really we we love doing that I won't name names but there are there were two girls who were in line together I believe they were with groups of friends but they started chatting and this year for 2017 they both got fangirl together because they're best friends and they're from different states and that was a big thing for me thinking that we've we've brought together two people from opposite ends of Australia who might never have met never have met yeah and now they're best friends and they're coming back to where it all started so you have international authors do you have readers from outside Australia who come over for the event we do we have a few from New Zealand this year for 2017 we actually have a few coming from the UK and the US uh, and also, I believe, the Philippines as well. That really excites us because when you're getting readers coming from around the world and they, they could go anywhere, especially if they're in the US, there's countless signings in the US, but the fact that they've chosen us to come down and, yeah, it's, it's a big deal for us. So with the 2017 event, can you give us some of the names of the authors attending? Maybe again, some of the um, international authors who I might recognise or who book thing readers might recognise. Kristen Ashley would be. Oh one yeah, we definitely recognise her. <laughs> Harper Sloan, we have Harper coming as well. Um, M. Robinson, she actually came in 2015 and loved it, loved it, and um, was the first one back on on our list. Well, that's a big compliment, right? For, it's huge. For not just for readers to come back, but but for signing authors yeah. to come back and say, yeah, I want to come again. It was such a, was such a good experience. It is. It's it For us as well, um, it just says that we did the job right. And when we got the feedback from the authors after the 
2015 event, we were just flawed. There was not a single thing in there that they said they would change. We did things a bit differently. Uh, we actually took lunch breaks, designated lunch breaks, and we split the room, and half of the authors went to lunch upstairs in a private room where they got to sit down, unwind, no readers, relax. yet relax and just take a time out because we could have remember they're signing for six hours, you know, it's a long time. So. Yeah, this is, this is actually a logistical um, detail that tends to get overlooked. Yeah. Um, I have been to signings where, because I'm, I'm perennially late, like I cannot get to anything <laughs> on time. So usually if it's a signing, I'm there at like the last half an hour. <laughs> And then I'll be like, how did it go? Did you have fun? And, and there are some authors, especially authors who are more introverted, who are not yeah. really comfortable with so many people around. They, they're they just like knackered. Yeah. They haven't had more than a 15-minute break maybe just yeah. to um, get something down. Yeah, and just, and then just to get away from the crowd because it can be really overwhelming. So what we do, we actually ball out off the whole section and one half of the room goes to lunch. And it actually filters the readers through to the other half. So that's how the newer authors get seen, basically, if they, they haven't already. People will just wander over and be like, oh, you're not on lunch, so what do you write? You know? So tell us about how the day runs for, for, for the attendees. So for the fangirls, they, we have 100 fangirls. These are the VIP The VIPs, yeah. 50 go in an hour early on Saturday and 50 go in an hour early on Sunday. This reminds me of those um, magic mornings at Disneyland where oh. if you buy a three-day pass, one morning you can come in an hour early oh, when wow. the park is still pretty <laughs> empty and you don't have to wait in line so much. Exactly. The lines is the big thing. Like, Even though there are 30 authors per day, so you have ample time to see every author, it's still that opportunity to get in there early and to have just that little bit longer chat with your favourite author or whatever it might be just to run around and get most of them done so then you're just a little bit less competition exactly yeah, yeah. so that's that's the morning that's what happens first and then um then the general admission tickets go in after that are the general admission tickets first come first served or are there um session times no it's the one ticket gets you in both days for the full day so we we don't we we just session times for us isn't really it's a logistical it's, it, it, no, and it's just well, right? yeah and to do that we could easily do that and we could charge double and we could do a lot of things but we're not doing this because we're trying to make any money or anything like that we're doing this to keep our readers happy our attendees and our authors and the way we do that is we tell them you're signing on the one day. This is your day. This is your lunch break. This is the for the readers. You go in at this time and you have to leave at this time, and that's it. So you have different. You mix up the authors on Saturday and Sunday. So there's an incentive for readers to come back the next day because there'll be a different set of authors. Yes. So the for 2015 we actually sold one day passes. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, we ended up selling out of those also, but this time we just thought well we'll just put all the two days out and see what happens and of course they sold out so that worked in our favor but that means as well that everyone who has a ticket has access to both days and that is that's perfect because if you 
go in and you see everyone and then you know that tomorrow you're going to go back in and you're going to see 30 completely different authors just less panicked and less rushed yeah just yeah just you'll and you'll you'll have your momentum you'll you'll have your routine you'll know what you got to do what works best for you and yeah so this isn't a job for us this is fun and we we really do love it and we're going to make it worthwhile and make a girls weekend out of it like it's exciting for me you know I do have the two kids at home so I get to come to Crown for the weekend and have dinner here with some friends that I meet I go out into the lines chat with people who I know from Facebook you know you know them but you've never met them I get to meet a whole bunch of people who I've been talking to for for months and I love that so we have the Facebook page and then we have the attending fan page. The attending fan page is what I recommend because in there we're the most interactive. We um, have competitions in there all the time and uh, just ba- just chatting as well. So do you have to be? Do you have to have tickets? To no, be in that group? Okay. no, you don't. Uh, there's also a wait list in there um, for tickets. We have actually sold, unsold a lot of tickets from readers who. Uh, I, I sold one the other day for a lady who's getting married on that exact day. People who clicked yeah, they, and then exactly. life happened. And <laughs> life happened, yeah. And so we've sold quite, unsold quite a few. Um, the list is long. So there is a chance for people yeah, who... Yeah. Getting, the, the list is we, long though. We have about 170 <laughs> comments on that wait list and most of them are asking for more than one ticket. So it's a lot of people waiting. But, you know, I understand. Nobody expected it to sell out the, as fast as it did. I get that. It's positive to sell out. I, I yeah. wouldn't have, I wouldn't feel bad for people. Yeah. Like, you should have clicked the button <laughs> <Should> earlier. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and there's always 2019 because yeah. we will be back and every two years after that. And we will have unplugged events as well. We do unplugged, which... So is that the best way to find out about that? Is that through Facebook as well? It is. We've also got our website for people attending. We have Pinterest, which has some amazing ideas of places to see in Melbourne. Twitter. Instagram, yeah, we're, we're on top Facebook of it. Is the Facebook main, is the main one. Yeah. Main place, and also where readers can find each other, I, I, I guess. Yeah, and we still have tickets available for the after party. Okay, oh, so I didn't even know. Tell yeah. us about the after party. <laughs> so last year we held it on the Saturday, and as the ticket includes unlimited spirits, <laughs> people oh, were a little fun. bit seedy on the Sunday. <laughs> so this year we decided to host the after party after the event on the Sunday night. There was a bit of a few people who didn't like the idea, but for me, it was you're heading home on Monday. Even if you have to fly hungover or you have to just don't sleep, go home. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter. You've got the day to recover. You'll be fine. So, so what's the after party event this year? It's at Bobby McGee's again. That's where we had it in 2015, and we couldn't fault it. It was it's just the perfect venue for us. It had two bars operating and at do you a time. hire out the entire venue. We do. Okay, yeah. So there will be no. No, no normals. No, no normals. <laughs> Strictly FYM only. Um, so to finish off, uh, tell us maybe three of your favourite romance books or books that you're looking forward to reading this year. Oh, this is such a hard question. I have to say Fifty Shades of Grey. I think that that would be in the top. Are you looking forward to the movie? I am. We've actually booked here at Crown. <laughs> We've booked out a gold class cinema. Twenty-eight of us are going all together, so that would be a lot of fun. I think it's a respect thing for El as well. This community owes her so much, and it's such a beautiful story. I really enjoyed it, so that would definitely be up there. I'd say I have to say Abby as well. Abby Glines, she started this for me. 
you know, this developed this idea because of assigning to meet her. Um, pretty much any of her books, I'd say Fallen Too Far was my favourite. Do you know what? I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a shout out to um, my my teammate Tina T Gephardt. She writes some of the funniest rock stars I've ever read ever, and it makes me just want to live in that world. I don't even know which one's my favourite. I'm gonna. So Tina's books are they e only digital? No, the, they're she'll have them. She's signing okay. at Fictionally Yours, so she'll have her books there, and she has a pre-order form up as well. Her personality comes through the books, and I enjoy reading that because so I a think strong voice she does, and she's such a strong character. I just, I just love, <laughs> I love that her, her craziness that she doesn't normally show because she's so professional comes out in those books, and I just, yeah, I, I do love reading that. So, pretty much any of hers, I think, stand. I'm gonna go stand. <laughs> you enjoyed our chat with Diane and Penny. Huge thanks to our tireless audio producer Rudy Bremer. You can find the show notes at bookthingo.com.au slash podcast. Just click on episode 30. If you have any feedback or suggestions, you can send me a tweet at bookthingo or send an email to podcast at bookthingo.com.au. Shout out to Malika, Malika, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, who tweeted that she recently got a new phone with enough space for podcasts. We hope you enjoy listening to us on the go, Malika. H. Bentham sent us perhaps the most wonderful feedback I personally have received since I started podcasting. Bentham is a Filipino writer and he posted his thoughts about episode 27 on Tumblr and particularly around the stigma of writing steamy fiction and male-male romance. Bentham wrote, This podcast was telling me my story needs to be written if not for other people, in case I make a really sucky job at writing this, but for myself at least. Bentham, I hope you write the story of your heart and that your words find the readers who need them. Rudy and I were just so touched by your Tumblr post, so thank you. In the next episode, I chat with Sandra Antonelli, author of Contemporary Romance and very much an advocate for older heroines and characters with potty mouths. She is not an advocate for heroes who drive hatchbacks, which is a great disappointment to me, but I try not to hold that against her. Until then, I hope you have a fabulous fortnight of reading.